All right, everybody, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Today I have a a young buck here for me today. The youngest guy I ever have. He has a... Your, your mic's broken. Wait, hold on. Wait, let me get rid of this. Oh, let me get rid of this guy. Okay. You said, what do you say? My mic is no good? Uh, Yeah, your mic still sounds bad. Hold on, hold on. Let me remove this guy. Okay, how about now? We good, right? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah? Oh, okay, now I hear you. Good? Yep, it's good. Now. All right, let's start it again. Okay, welcome everybody. Today I have a young buck. His name is Lorenzo, the nefarious Lorenzo. He's a young buck, a young kid. He has a lot of energy. I saw him on the critical and I saw him on uh, politically provoked. And I said, let me speak to this young buck here. Maybe I could learn something from him. He seems to be open to a lot of things. You know what's going on um, and things of that nature. Oh, I- I'm on your stream too. That's why I see myself twice, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Do, do you want me to turn that off? No, no, it's cool. But I, I was like, what's going on? That's why I was getting all, you know, I was getting weird out over here. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, okay, let's start. Uh, who is Lorenzo? The nefarious Lorenzo. Who is he as a person? Who is he? That is a very complicated question. Um, yeah. I was, uh, I'm Lorenzo. I'm 17. I was born in Portugal. And that is where I currently live. Born and raised. Right. And you're still going to school, I guess, right? Oh, uh, 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 yeah. I'm in my last year of high school. I'm doing the IB diploma program. Yeah, but I saw you very, you know, the, the, the difference between... Uh, American kids and European or foreign kids, you guys are more open. You're more grounded, right? You know more than a 17-year-old here. And listen, if you want to talk about the American high school education system, we definitely can because holy shit, you guys have a horrible education system. In oh, they, they don't have it. They don't know anything. By the time they they become normal, it's like in their 30s, they start to act like they're all, uh, their own age and things of that nature. What I see in Europe is that we put a lot of emphasis and we do a lot of work in a high school. But when we then move on to um, university uh, or college, um, everything is like easier. Like, for example, in the so I'm applying to American schools now for college. I'm going to uh, Austin, probably. And uh, I'm doing a minor in economics. And essentially for the it's either the first semester, or even the first full year, I have free credit. So I don't I literally don't have to do shit. Uh, because all of this, all of this economics has already been covered in um, our program or our high schools. Oh, so you come to Austin, uh, Texas? Probably, yeah. But oh, okay. uh, most schools I'm applying to are there. How is the educational there? Is it free uh, college and things of that nature in in, in Portugal? Uh, yeah. So our best universities here are public universities. A uh, new one just opened, I think, two or three years ago. I don't know. I have no perception of time. Uh, called yeah. Nova, and it's really good. It's bringing a lot of international students, stuff like that. Uh, we're opening like um, new schools too. Uh, the high schools, I don't know what the public high school program is because I go to private school, I go to international right. school. Yeah. Um, so I can't tell you much about the public school program. I mean, I think I think it's probably shit too. I'm gonna be honest. But um, I mean, the higher education is it free or is it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's completely free. You can go to university for free. How about healthcare over there? Is it good? Is it free? Uh, yes, some of the best hospitals in Portugal are actually uh, 
free hospitals. For, for We have a, a district called Kishkaj in Lisbon, and um, those public hospitals are fucking insane. They're better than the private ones. They're fantastic. People no, literally I, move from different districts to those hospitals. What I meant is a universal care. Like, I mean, any, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have to pay anything. Just walk in and that's it, huh? Uh, yes, if you are signed up for the social healthcare system. Wow, that's great. That's what we're trying to fight for here. We can't get it here in the United States, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Portugal, I, I was reading about Port. I want to start with your country because I'm interested. You know, we could talk about the United States a little later. Yeah, of course. I was, uh, uh, it has a rich history for a small country, only 10 million, but you had a strong maritime uh, uh, history. You were in my country in Yemen in the 1500s. You tried to take over our country. Uh, <laughs> you put it under siege. You're all over the place. You have a rich history, uh, yeah. right? I think we're one of the countries in Europe, personally, with the yeah. with the most expansive history. I personally don't like it because it's very like monarchy oriented and stuff like that. But it's it's yeah. it's incredible, especially like the transatlantic uh, yeah. slave trade and also explorations. Those were all done by us. I, I was reading. I was reading. You see, I'm from Yemen originally. Uh, a city of Aden was under siege in 1523 by the by the Portugal, who tried to take it over. And I always knew, but I didn't know, you know, I, I always knew a Portugal, we call it Al-Burtaqal in Arabic. That's what your, your country is called. Yeah. Uh, um, so what, what's going on in Europe right now? How is the, 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 the quality of life? I mean, the, the income, what's going on over there? Uh, that is a very, very hard question to answer because it depends where you live, right? right. Um, Europe, uh, unfortunately, Europe's not as unified as the U.S., so uh, one country can be like doing incredibly shitty, mostly like Eastern Europe and um, other countries in Europe, for example, uh, the Nordic countries are like way better. Um, it really depends. There can, you can even be in some parts of Germany, which are better off than other parts of Germany. So I can't, yeah, I can't tell you what it generally is. Like. Because, uh, I think some of the co- other countries, the new ones, they're just feeding off the, the European Union, like the, the Hungary, the Poland, all these new countries. They're yeah, not bringing but- they're not bringing anything to the table. They're just sucking uh, the, the 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 monetary the money out of the the original uh, uh, European Union members. I guess is that true or is that on my mind? Oh, it depends. Um, if you're talking about, it depends by like what metric you look at it. Because um, so some countries might be getting more from the EU uh, in terms of like capital and, and money, um, but they can also like have uh, way more debt. Um, or have less debt than other countries. They can right. have uh, more immigration. For example, Poland's of uh, Poland got sanctioned because they didn't want to take any of the refugees from the right. Middle East in. Um, so the EU like fucking beat the shit out of them. There's like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask you, uh, uh, what's the makeup of, Por- of the Portugal? Is it do you have a, a large minority of people, or is this hundred uh, percent Portuguese? Um. That's a very hard question. We have a lot of Asians moving in. Right. Um, we have a lot of British people. Uh, actually, Port- Portugal is like the oldest ally of the British. Right. Um, so we have a lot of lot of British people, especially down south. They love it because of the weather. Yeah. Um, we have, but we're not very, very diverse. We, of course, have all the immigrants from the colonies, from the previous yeah. colonies. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of Brazilians because of that, too. Yeah. So I guess like ethnically we are very very different, but race wise you might not be able to tell just by country. Are you a tolerant country to immigrants, or like the other European countries? Okay, uh, so we're <laughs> mostly socialist. Um, yeah. 
so we're kind of left leaning. So we're pro immigration stuff like that. We're part of Schengen and stuff like that, which is the free uh, travel yeah. uh, area in Europe. Um, however, there we're still like an old conservative Christian country. So we yeah. have a lot, a lot, a lot of the the past. Um, let's say conservatism around. Uh, us. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with the, uh, with Europe and Russia? You think uh, it's just all huffing up puffing right now, or just all what's going on over there? Um, with the Ukraine, I don't think I I changed my mind recently on this because I was hoping for the best. And I was hoping that um, NATO, the EU, would just push through um, and just say fuck Russia. We're just going to take the Ukraine in. But I feel like Russia. I feel like the EU can't be as homogenous as it needs to be or as powerful it needs to be compared to Russia. And I feel right. like they, they don't want to uh, hurt the diplomacy there. I think if the US stepped in and teamed up with Europe and sided with Europe, which they kind of did when Russia told them they weren't allowed uh, to take the Ukraine, um, but without like the US's full support, I don't think the EU is going to win Ukraine. So I think Russia is going to win. You see, I have, a, I have a take on that. I think uh, the European uh, Union lost Russia after the, uh, the Soviet Union collapsed, instead of embracing Russia and bringing it in to the European Union, they isolated uh, Russia and took all the satellite states and made them NATO and European community and sort of left uh, Russia to flow, uh, on its own with a drunk, I don't know if you're young, Boris Yeltsin. Why did they take that, uh, took that opportunity and just uh, embrace Russia into the European Union and we could have got rid of this problem today? I I might be wrong here. I don't know a lot about this, but um, I I thought that after um, the Soviet Union collapsed, Russia right. became very isolationist because it was trying to build back um, yeah. after, of course, the collapse of the Soviet Union. So I don't think it was open to the EU. I, it, it's not that the EU didn't want Russia. It's that Russia didn't want to be part of the EU. That's why they're like so combative now um, when they try to take their satellite states because they could literally integrate with um, the EU. But yeah. I feel like their power is too high i don't know if it would be profitable for them to actually enter the european union especially like diplomatically not only i don't know but the russia uh, russia is nothing but a gas station with nuclear weapons they don't make anything have you ever moved to the market and said whoa look at this shirt it's made in moscow i haven't bought anything made in russia all my life you understand russia russia is the main um trader with the eu when it comes to oil so russia provides all the oil or all most the gas, of the oil to the, all the gas, yeah yeah to the european union but they don't make anything concrete like a uh, tangible stuff to merchandise that's the thing we the, the economies don't really rely on that uh yeah. our, our manufacturing sectors are like incredibly small now we've exported everything to asia russia's like i i like <laughs> The Ukraine wouldn't even help the EU when it comes to that. I think it's all a diplomatic play here. I, I, I Russia think has, that, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Elaborate. Russia, Russia still has the upper hand because they still have the oil. So the EU relies on Russia. Uh, Russia is clearly more powerful than the European Union. Uh, European Union because of that, uh, I don't feel like they would integrate in the EU. They're too isolationist. I I think uh, uh, Putin uh, needs to be put in his place. You know. Uh, the United States had an opportunity in Syria to, to bug them down. They gave him Syria. You know, the uh, they had an opportunity in Libya. They gave him Libya. They had an opportunity. They should have, you know, he is looking for a fight, but not a real fight. He wants to show a little muscle. Oh, we exist. We're still here. We're still one of the boys in the neighborhood. But the, uh, the West, they are very patient. They're going to find a little hole for him and dig a little hole for him and just let him stay there for a couple of 10, 20 years and struggling there. Even if he goes to Ukraine, 
it's not going to be an easy thing just to take over Ukraine and, and everything is okay. Do you agree with me? I actually strongly agree. I think the United States is far too isolationist. Um, anytime the United States is a crisis, for example, the Great Depression um, and other things, they always look inward. Uh, I think that you see this, these massive like um, social issues come up with like immigration, shit like that, uh, especially when the economy is in a downturn because the conservatives uh, monetize the fuck out of that and profit the fuck out of that because they say, listen, this economic downturn is because of the left. This economic downturn is because of the immigrants. This economic downturn is because of whatever, which it actually isn't because nobody knows anything about economics. Um, but people, yeah, just start voting for uh, more right wing policies. Yeah, because I was reading, uh, you guys have an even issue with the birth rate, especially your country lost almost four hundred thousand people in the last ten years. All the European, yep. uh, all the developing countries are losing people; they're not uh, reproducing a lot of people. So you're gonna need immigration to replace those people, all, 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 all robots to take over their jobs, right or wrong, to, to maintain. A- absolutely. Uh, th- that's why the UK even a lot of uh, a couple of years ago, uh, especially when it lost its colonies, immigrated a-, a tons of like Eastern Europeans. A lot of people think there's like this brown attack on the UK and all of these brown people moving to the UK and stuff like that. But that's not that's not true. Like the biggest competitor when it comes to the job markets in terms of like ethnic group and stuff like that are Ukrainians or Eastern Europeans uh, moving to the UK. So yeah, there's a there's massive issues and countries are trying to fix that. At least the smart people in countries are trying to fix that by um, moving people in, especially younger people and stuff like that but again because of the rights we have a massive push against that which is uh fucking our economies up which is funny because then they blame that economy being fucked up on other issues which just make everything worse it's kind of cyclical uh you was asked a question on a different place Uh, you call yourself a social democrat what is that uh social democrat uh, I define social democracy as free market capitalism. So we still have the price mechanism and stuff like that because I think markets are the most way to efficiently allocate resources. However, there are certain market failures such as uh, strong, like very inelastic demand and things like that. So when demand doesn't respond necessarily to the price mechanism, there are basically times where the government has to intervene when the market fails. So it's capitalism, but with some uh, universalization and uh, public programs. For example, for markets like healthcare, transportation, education, where we have inelastic demand, where people like really need those things, we should probably nationalize those or at least offer um, a public option to every single person. Okay, I want to ask you now, let's go, let's go back to here. How do you view the political divide in the United States right now? <sighs> Oof, uh, the political divide in the United States... It is really interesting. We see the Republican Party completely fragmented because uh, of Trump. So we have like 10% of the Republican Party, oh, more than 10% of the Republican Party still like um, in love with Daddy Trump. Trump did not leave the Republican Party like some people thought he was, uh, which is kind of like internally divided it. But the Democrats are also divided. So we have the more moderate Democrats, such as Manchin, stuff like that, versus the more progressive Democrats, such as like AOC um, and Bernie Sanders. So the the it it, it it's kind of weird. It, it's it's less. I feel like it's still very party politics. So people are still like either left or right. Uh, but we see a lot, lot, lot more infighting than I think we did before. Because the way I view it, I spoke to somebody yesterday here. Um, the United States here, we're we're at a point. I don't know if you remember, if you read our history. We had a history with the uh, the when we had the the crisis of the slave states, free states that led to the civil war in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I have a feeling we're at that a little bit. We have the red state, blue state. We don't talk to each other no more. We're talking over each other. You understand? Because when I, before, 
we had a lot of things in common. We used to watch the same TV shows. We used to watch the same stuff. We used to watch the same news uh, outlets. Now, all of a sudden, we each one is feeding off a different source or different stream of, of information, of things, and everybody just getting biased confirmation. If I love Fox, whatever Fox say, I believe it. If I'm watching CNN, CNN is it. That's that's how we are, and I think uh, eventually it's going to get dangerous. You think, oh, no, or you think we're going to... Uh, bounce back from all this uh, dividedness we have here. So two things. I'm going to address your latter point and then go back to your former. Um, I feel like misinformation. No, I don't feel. I know misinformation and a lack of education is the biggest cancer to um, the American political system and even American society because American society relies on the American political system. If you have an uninformed people it is and, and you live in a democracy, it is impossible um, or is very unlikely to get to the actual good outcomes because those people do not know how to get to those good outcomes. Um, I believe that the that is literally the biggest issue facing America and any democratic uh, political system is absolutely the people being too uneducated and not actually knowing what they're voting for or how to actually get to their uh, prescriptions. Now, going back to the former point, I feel like a lot of people have a recentism bias. Actually, no, this is proven with psychology. So um, this whole like throughout history, we've always been saying like the they're gonna they're gonna automate our jobs away, or uh, this this is like the most uh, polarized society's been. And I feel like that just happens because you've only lived through this period. So this is like the only um, period you can actually reference. So when you look back at history, there are countless times where society, not only in the U.S. but even in the the whole of the West. Um, has been way and far more uh, polarized. Um, and it, it, it's very, very hard to prove that we're heading in the same direction. Maybe in, a, maybe in the long term, we might get to the same place, but I feel like in the short term, we, we shouldn't really be worrying about that. Polarization is a problem, but not to the extent that um, it was right before the Civil War. Do you think all this political discourse we're going through was because of the idiot Donald Trump or the... The, the, the presidency of Donald Trump of four years of distraction and divisiveness and idiocy. Donald Trump definitely uh, polarized uh, the society a lot more, but I feel like he didn't, he, he didn't change anyone's minds. He just kind of like brought it out. A lot of people already feeling this, of course, because they elected him um, yeah. and he didn't change anyone's minds during his campaigns. That's kind of impossible. So he was running on uh, beliefs and things like that that were already in people's subconscious or even conscious. And he just brought them out um, into the open. So this polarization, which was kind of like more low key um, and um, yeah, just more low key uh, became <laughs> more high key, I guess, just became more open and uh, more clear to everyone. Oh, you know, Donald Trump, he he brought out everybody, uh, the the closeted uh, uh, biases or racists, whatever you want to call them, or people who are, a lot, we have a lot of Americans with grievances, and some of them are factual grievances, like the people who have been forgotten, like in the Midwest, when our factories left, they, 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 their towns were devastated, and they don't want to move. They stay to these towns, they drink themselves to death, the opiate crisis come and, and it's killing their children. So you had this large swath of Americans who were just forgotten by the majority. And this guy said, come out, come out. And he brought them all out in the millions and millions that we didn't even know they existed until Donald Trump said, come out, I am your prophet. I'll show you the promised land. Um, A very interesting thing to, I guess, think about 
is that I feel that um, having people in positions of power that do agree with your views and do hold your views kind of legitimizes uh, those views, which makes it more comfortable. I feel like if people were anti-immigration before Trump, it would be harder to say that publicly. But after Trump, it's become kind of like normalized and not in a systemic way, but um, there's, there's, you know, someone in power that has those views. So it's kind of like more normal to have those views. Uh, there's definitely, so a lot of people call me a Marxist because of this take, um, but it's absolutely true. Material conditions are leading to, um, uh, lead to uh, most people's pol- uh, political prescriptions, especially like Republicans, stuff like that. Yeah. These people haven't been hurt by black people. These people haven't been hurt by brown people. Um, the, most of them actually haven't met many brown people or black people, um, but they have like poor material conditions. So they get the bill at the end of the month and they see that it's really fucking high. Or, for example, a lot of people criticize Biden for this. Uh, they go to the gas station. The pr- gas prices are high. These are things that people can see. People. Now, again, this is like kind of like a dick thing to say, but it's true. People. I don't think people are smart enough to understand why these prices are this way and we see this from the online discourse right like uh thanks joe biden uh the gas prices are really fucking high now like he has nothing to do with that but people don't understand that right um and i feel like what we have to do and the the only way to like really fix this political divide is to inform people yeah i I think donald trump was a false prophet because he didn't deliver anything for his followers uh absolutely Oh yes, he didn't give them nothing. He only did he just passed the 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 tax cut for the rich, and that's it. He didn't do anything. He, he didn't win the war. Most of those poor people, like 30, 40,000, they go to his rallies, they get nothing in return. They're still poor as they started, and they have nothing to show for it. And they still, he's still a god to them. We don't know what, what happened to us here. You okay, know? but Omar, you forget the black unemployment rate is at a record yeah. low. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where over here in the United States? Absolutely. Well, uh, the economy, Big Daddy Donald. <laughs> no, I think the economy was coming back because uh, 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 two things. First, after the 2008 uh, depression, it was a slow comeback and and things of that nature. And yeah. and I guess when he lowered the the corporate taxes, all the corporation bought their money in here, so they started. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not an economist, so. That's what I think. But right now we have a low uh, unemployment, and you start have these idiots going, "Let's go, Brandon!" all over the place like <sighs> they're and they're still collecting his money, but they they cursing him out. You understand? I okay. Now here's here's where the hot takes start coming. Okay, okay. Uh, this misinformation problem isn't only on the right. Uh, Sorry. Speak freely. I said, uh, go ahead. Okay, okay, yeah. This this misinformation issue isn't only a right-wing issue, it's also a left-wing issue. So we see among a lot of progressives and a lot of leftists, uh, anti-capitalists and stuff like that, like a basic uh, lack of understanding of how the political system works, how the economy works, you know, these things. As I say, always uh, point, like, show me one Marxist that understands economics and I'll leave my fucking shoe. Um <clears throat> which is a which is a massive issue because then this will then further divide the left and we need a cohesive left and we need a strong left to fight a stronger right. Right. Well, well, it's always healthy to have uh, any political tug of war. It's good for because it's like a market of ideas. It's like it's like it's like a, a product. If you get the best product out there, they'll take. The issue here we have here we have one political party like the Republican has refused to open the door to the minorities to more people. And have decided to die on the hill of um, white grievances. You're being changed. You're being replaced. White demographics are changing. They're coming for you. 
Uh, they're doing gerrymandering, if you know what that is. Uh, they, they're doing um, voter suppression. So they refuse to open the party and grow. So eventually this entity is going to get violent in the long run, I guess. So something's going to happen to it because it's not growing. It's only 22% of the population, you know that. Uh, yeah. The right has always been pretty politically violent. Um, especially, you know, because us, the, 80s, the olden days. Yeah, the left, they all come with the with the pussy hats and then they go back home. These guys got, uh, <laughs> these guys got the guns. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, I yeah, a hundred. If a civil war broke out, the right would absolutely destroy the left. Any yeah, day of the fucking week, uh, absolutely. Yeah, the the problem is that uh, that's what worries me uh, between me and you that the Republican Party has refused to uh, to grow. Once you refuse I, to grow, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's a massive. So you need like both. You need like two opposites. Okay, so massive problem I have in Portugal, and actually when I was uh, I used to be an anarchist, uh, like far left. Yeah. So, um, and I still had this grievance. Actually, this grievance started when I when I was an anarchist. Yeah. Portugal has a massive issue, which is I think it's like seventy percent of um employed people work in the public system. So those are guaranteed votes for the socialists. So right. they always, always, always pander to those people. Yeah. The right in Portugal is incredibly small, um, and the right that we do have is very far right. So we have like borderline fascist parties um we see these motherfuckers do like the, the you know the the salutes and shit like that um no the, the, they're like fucking schizos um and the problem is we don't have like a, a like a center-right party we don't have like a normal uh party in, in portugal uh which is a massive issue because if the left is unchallenged and if the left is left unchallenged yeah. um the You'll you'll never get like good policy um, policies passed because you need two parties that are like similar in size to yeah. keep like discourse grounded and yeah. politics grounded. So most of the right wing grievances in Europe is against immigrant immigrants. I I think most of these uh, uh they only have one issue with immigration because Europe is a uh, is a prosperous country. They're very developed. They have a lot of good things, so they have nothing more to complain about. Their issue is the the, the immigration, the the, the brown menace. The, the Middle Easterns are coming, the Arabs, yeah. the, the Afghanistanis. What are we going to do? We gonna lose. Is that true, right or wrong? That's what Europeans really complain about. Yeah, we see that in like Sweden um, and the Nordic countries. Uh, I Germany, France, Le Pen's yeah. whole policy platform was essentially yeah. fuck immigrants. Uh, but we also see like a, a little bit of like free market capitalism trying to break out. Um, yeah. People angry at the social programs because the social programs are kind of fucking stupid and uh, run very poorly because the left was left unchallenged. Yeah. Um, so we have, yeah, we have like a kind of some crumbling public systems. It depends on the country you look at, uh, which the people are incredibly mad at. So they're pushing for this like free market capitalism and denationalize these things, privatize these things, which is also yeah. kind of cringe. But that's like a smaller sect of it. There's also some libs, uh, classic, classical liberals, yeah, as they call themselves. So you're no longer an anarchist, right? I don't know. What's, what's an anarchist? What is that? Yeah, so anarchists are basically people that want the dissolution of the state. Uh, not the government, but the state. So the right. state is like the monopoly on violence. So uh, the police, you know, military and shit like that, let's get fucking rid of that. Let's all live um, in Kumbaya, in happiness. Together. You, see, you, know, you know who Michael Malice is? Michael Malice? Uh No. Okay, he's an honor, an anarchist. He goes on Joe Rogan. He's a small Russian guy. He's about five feet three. So one time I was, I was talking to him on Twitter. I said, "Okay, you you want to uh, you don't want no government? 
I said, who's going to protect your food? You got your food. You're going to just gather for somebody else. I mean, <laughs> if you don't have to, and he got upset. But what kind of system is that without a government? I mean, you know, I mean how do you run um, so, so you still have a government. It's just yeah. no state. So there's no police. There's no one to enforce the laws. And the laws are kind of enforced by the people. Um, yeah, it, so I, I was a mutualist, which follows the school of, uh, I forgot his first name, Proudhon. But that's his last name. Everyone yeah. knows. Oh, uh, he's a, he's a very famous uh, mutualist. He argues for mutualism, such as like mutual aid and stuff like that. Which there's a lot of ANCAPs I actually agree with Proudhon. Um, he's kind of like anarchist center when it comes right. to economics. Yeah, yeah. Your monetary, your money is it uh, euros or is it a uh, Portuguese money? Euros. No, oh, we so don't you're, have Portuguese. So you're, you're deep yeah. in now, right? We're oh. in the eurozone. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. So what I was going to say, uh, our right in the United States is different than your right. Our right here, it's more of a slogan or a bullshit right. It sells uh, uh, products that don't exist, like uh, critical race theory or like um, the Tea Party movement or like the Willie Hortons. I don't know if you know who Willie Horton was. They used them against uh, Dukakis, uh, the black guy, you know. So they sell them uh, during the, the – the, the, they get these – what I'm trying to say is that they have taken advantage of the poor whites to vote every time they color instead of voting their economic interests. So around the, uh, the uh, election cycle, they give them a slogan and those guys will run right straight and vote. So they don't have any ideology to, 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 or, or things to, to give us. You understand what I'm saying here? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, but, you know, that's always been the right, right? <laughs> That's they don't force prophecy. Uh, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I go, uh, when I, uh, you know, I, I travel, I, I'm from New York, as you can see, I'm a New Yorker, but I travel to the Midwest and I travel to these places and I read a lot and I see the poorest places are in the South where uh, the red states are. The, mm-hmm. For example, the, 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 the 12 poorest counties in the United States are in Kentucky and Kentucky has... The Speaker of the Senate is uh, Mitch McConnell. They have Rand Paul. And they still vote for these millionaires time after time after time after time after time, generation after generation without saying, well, listen, these guys are not doing nothing for us. Maybe we need to change course here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because by culture, right? So what do you think about it? Uh, what's your position on uh, uh, universal health care in the United States? Uh, I don't think we can, I don't think it's pragmatic to push for a full universal program. I feel yeah. like most people wouldn't vote for that. Uh, not I feel a polling shows. Uh, so we need like a public option first. But yeah, it, I mean, it, listen, if the public option can fix the market failure and if we can have an efficient allocation of resources, then I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but it probably won't. We'll, we will need some sort of universal program. But well, that'll come later, right? Baby steps. Yeah, eventually will come. But right now we have strong cooperation. They're not going to let that happen. There's too much money involved in the insurance business. So, yeah. This, okay. Here's another very hot take. Um, I am very, very, very skeptical of the whole lobbying discourse. I don't feel like the issue in America, especially like what's stopping universal healthcare and stuff like that, is lobbying by companies when it comes to politicians. Maybe media and entertainment. Absolutely. I, I can I can agree with that. Uh, but definitely not... Uh, I've I that's what that was my debate with BPF. You saw you, you said yeah, you saw I saw that. yeah yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that that was a uh, it was it was all about lobbying and uh, what effect does it actually have on the American political system? Lobbying definitely exists, right? So so we definitely see like campaign donations and stuff like that going to politicians. Um, it's just that the, we see these same people vote for these same politicians. So either the people the people uh, don't know how to read a piece of paper and actually see what the politician stands for. 
Um, or the people are too stupid to actually realize that is a poor position to be on, but they still vote for them. I'm going to tell you, uh, Americans or us are, are, are creatures of habits. When we go to the uh, voting booth, like me, I'm a Democrat all my life. I go just everything that's deep all the way down the line. I don't even know the. I don't know anything about who's running. All I know is the top uh, who's running. The rest, I just vote Democrat and I go home. But the lobbyists do have a sway on policy. They write the policies for the politicians that we vote every time back to uh, to power. Yeah, yeah, it's just we see like when politicians uh, vote for certain policies because lobbyists uh, made them or paid them to vote for these policies. We don't see the people go like, uh, what the fuck? I elected you for this and you voted the opposite. I'm not going to elect you again. Right. We see them get reelected, um, which kind of like makes me believe that even if the lobbyists are like causing that politician to vote for that policy, the people don't disagree with it. And I think that's the issue. The issue isn't lobbyists like actually pushing for policies. The issue is when that actually starts trumping the American people. And when the American people are starting to lose representation because of corporations. Let me, let me give you an idea how strong, maybe I'll make a point how strong some lobbies are. We have a, the, the, the Israeli lobby. So it's, oh, called no. a, it's called APEC. I think it's called APEC. Yeah. This is how strong and muscular they are. They had a vote for the Iron Dome about a month ago. 420 people voted to give $1 billion for the Iron Dome. Republican and Democrats, they ran right there and voted all united as one, uh, one, one, one entity. But when it came to the infrastructure of the United States, the hard infrastructure, only nine Republicans voted with the Democrats to pass the bill. You understand what I'm saying? So it shows you that there is a power in these lobbyist groups. It's like mafia-like style to get these people to run, 420 people to vote uh, for for the Iron Dome, but for the United States infrastructure, you will not join the other political party because you have differences. Only nine of you defected to give that, uh, to give it, to pass that bill. You understand? I have an analogy I really like, which is um, there's there's multiple donut stores. <laughs> Okay, there's there's a whole road which just filled with donut stores. And I actually go to some of these donut stores and I just lobby the fuck out of them. And I go like, you're only selling this type of donut. And the donut store is like, fuck it. Okay, I'll, I'll sell that type of donut. Um, <laughs> if the people stop going to those stores because they're only selling those donuts, I feel like that's an actual issue. Uh, we yeah. see the market being completely and uh, tampered with uh, because, of, because of these lobbyists, uh, like essentially fucking up the, the whole like donut system. But if we start, if we still see like people like still like, you know, fuck it, I'll, I'll eat this donut. Um, I kind of like start to believe that I don't feel like the lob- the lobbyists might be having an impact. Yeah. But the people don't dis- dislike that impact because they're yeah. still like eating at those donut stores. They could go to other donut stores, but they still yeah. eat, the, eat at the same one. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I was going to ask you, do you think we have a representative democracy in the United States? I think the I think the democracy in the United States is a little too representative. You think it represents, so? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we don't have, uh, if we see elections, we don't have direct election to the presidency. The last five presidents, uh, Republicans who won the presidency. Yeah, only won, but only through the electrical college. We like thinking um, and we like phrasing it as if like uh, Biden has been the president who's got the most votes in American history, which yeah, is yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, but yeah. who's the second person that's got the second most votes? Donald Trump. Yeah. And that that just shows like how fucking insane 
a lot of fucking Americans are, and that's what's actually like you you see demonstrable harm in in government. You see these people come out in flocks and vote for anti-abortion legislation, or oh my camera uh, starts. Um, wait, let me fix my focus. Um, they start voting for these policies, which are actually going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, but, but if I if I told you the last five presidents, uh, Republican presidents who's been elected to the to the presidency, they all have been elected only on the electoral college. They never got the, the majority. They lost about three million, by two million, uh, by five hundred thousand. The last one to win it was George W. Bush, the father, to win a majority. Like, is it, yeah, I think, uh, no, no, George W. Bush, the son, the second time after the wars, they they have not been winning. So. If Hillary Clinton got four million more votes than Trump, and we got that idiot as president, is that really representative democracy? Uh, okay. Listen, we can make arguments against the electoral college. I don't know yeah. enough about the electoral college. I don't know what the long term impacts would be. I'm gonna, uh, so you, I, I'm gonna give you another yeah. example. Good, good, good. Yeah, I could I could look more into the electoral college and discover whether I'd be anti or for it. But when I like looking at representative democracy, I look more at the Senate and the House. I look more at the you know judicial yeah. system because I feel like that's kind of like more important. Uh, sure, the executive branch, the president is still like you know kind of important. And um, I, I agree with you. But we have an issue here. It's called gerrymandering. That every ten years, whoever in power, they get to choose. They, they don't choose the the the. They the vote they choose the voter instead of the voter choosing them. I give you an example like the state of Wisconsin. The Democrats are sixty percent of the voting uh, population, but the power is in the uh, in the minority in the Republican Party's hand because they have managed to 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 fuck the system or gerrymander to death that you have a minority rule. You understand? That's what we have right now in the, in the United States. You know yeah, that. Right? The- the 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 fact gerrymandering is actually like really bad for the American political system. I completely yeah. we should take care of that. Yeah, because if you look at the the Republican Party, they're only twenty two percent of the population. And the example, Los Angeles has ten million people. This is a county. That ten million is equal to almost six, seven, eight states that are red states that have two senators each. So you understand? So yeah, uh, California has 40 million people. It's only represented by two people. But if you go to South Dakota, North Dakota, or all those little NCBC states, they only have 700,000. That's not even neighborhoods in our area. And you have this lopsided uh, 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 hold on power. In the long run, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create uh, public uh, turbulences, I think, because people are not going to take it anymore. Yes. Did you, did you understand what I said? I mean, uh, did I did I make sense or did I? Uh, yeah, yeah, that made sense. This is what's going on in the United States. There is no uh, uh, democracy is under attack in the United States. We have, uh, we have. I, more, yeah, go ahead. If you make if you make that argument, you would have to say that democracy has always been under attack because we've always had the electoral college. Um, and then I, I don't know. I feel like that's not what's stopping us from getting to our goals. I feel like if we got rid of gerrymandering tomorrow, we would see some difference, but I don't feel like we would see the widespread difference everyone uh, claims. Yeah, because right now we have two parties. You have the Democratic Party. I I think they're both corrupt between me and you, but at least one is worse than the other. We have one party that has uh, uh, um, took it upon himself to, to suppress the black vote, the Maori vote, uh, to make it harder for people to vote, to gerrymander, to do things. 
instead of expanding our democracy and make it more stronger and richer and more uh, 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 vibrant, we are uh, 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 um, shrinking it. And in the long run, it's going to hurt us. So it's going to create a lot of bad situation for this country. I don't think, I, I mean, I haven't seen democracy shrink, but um, yeah, maybe. I, I, I haven't looked into that a lot. I haven't looked into gerrymandering a lot. I'd love to to look at, into the, the scope of gerrymandering. That would be really interesting. I, I think if you look at the electrical college, it's an arcane system. The, I think you have you guys have a better democracy than we do. You have a parliamentary system, right? Uh, so the, the people, the, 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 the parliament is directly chosen by the people. Then they choose the, the prime minister. Is that how it works? Uh, no, we, we also vote on the prime minister. Yeah. But who, uh, the people vote directly or, uh, the mm-hmm. party. System? Oh, it's different then. Yeah. The people vote directly for prime minister. Oh, so, uh, Germany is, I think there's some states that doesn't have that. The parliamentary difference was, di- I think like in England, like all that. Yeah. No, we do vote directly for prime minister. Yeah. Sorry. I was, yeah. um, no. Yeah. We vote for seats on the house, but then we vote for a prime minister. So, so we the have prim- the, the, yeah. So it's a mixture. It's a different kind of parliamentary system, then. No, it's the same. Uh, prime minister, because usually the majority of the the majority of people who have the seats in the the, the house will have seats in part, or will 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 be the prime minister, right? Well, I I don't think we've ever in in history have had like a a right wing prime minister with a a left wing um, parliament. It doesn't make much sense. No, you can. I, I no no. I I think uh, I don't know if you you're hundred percent sure, but I think a parliamentary system is. The people vote for, for party members, like senators, congressmen. I don't, I don't know what you call them. And then at the end of the election, whoever has the majority, the majority in the house, they get to uh, 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 to pick the prime minister, uh, like in England, like in Israel, like uh, the chancellor in, in Germany, and things uh, of that nature. I think you're thinking of um, the speaker of the house. Yeah. Oh. I I don't think you're thinking of prime minister. Wait, oh, yeah, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. I'm very, I'm very, uh, you know, deep into this stuff. Um, PM like what, like, what, uh, like uh, Boris Johnson, he was picked by his party. He wasn't voted directly. Ah, wait. Okay, he was picked by the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. voted for by the people. No, no, because the, 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 the parliamentaries are the people because they were voted directly to, to represent them. So with no, the, yeah, sorry, go on. Let's say you, you your party is called uh, uh, um, Lorenzo's political party. You have twenty U one, right? So you are representing a certain segment of the uh, of the population, you're the majority. So you can say, okay, we're going to pick Lorenzo as our leader to lead the party as prime minister of this country. Like Canada, all these countries, they, they are not the, the 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 prime minister is not directly uh, voted for. They is voted by the political party that wins the majority of the seats in the country. Oh, okay. Before the election, the yeah. party. Okay, let's say, for example, we have a party in Portugal called, yeah. uh, I don't know, the Social Democrats. Whatever the Social yeah. Democrats before the election assign a uh, prime minister. We assign like a leader of the party, yeah. and then if the party wins, where the party gets like a plurality, yeah. uh, they get that person. Then becomes prime minister. But like we're we're still voting for the prime minister because we oh. like know who it is beforehand. Oh, because he's the leader of the party. I got you. I got you. Yeah, exactly. How many parties do you have in your country? Fuck, dude. We have. Blocked scared the fucking communist party. We have the socialists. We have the social democrats. We have Chega, Iniciativa Liberal, the Green Party, PAN. Fuck, we have so many parties. I, I can count eight off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's, there's more. 
Because over here we have a fucking two party uh, dictatorships. Yeah. They, they take it. They used to be uh, as gentlemen. They used to take turns to to fuck the country. Now they got greedy. They don't want to even wait no more. Now they start to fight. They just fight it all the time. You understand? Because this is what they do. They 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 they. they, they it's a, a bunch of group that's been in power 30, 40 years. Like probably, they come in, they raid the treasury. You understand? Or they create a war or whatever. And then the other party comes and steals. The other, because we have a lot of money to steal in the United States. We're a rich country. But now they got it so greedy, they don't want to wait that turn no more. They don't want to wait that four years. Like, no, we got to get the shit right now, you know? So these parties, <laughs> these parties have become uh, corrupt in a way. When they go to Washington, they don't, they don't make any more laws. What they do, they just investigate each other. Uh, they create this uh, uh, illusion of mistrust, and that that culture creates uh, political tribalism within the people themselves. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, there's definitely an issue uh, in the party system in the U.S. However, again, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to blame the people here. Um, I just hate the people. No, I'm joking. Uh, I, I I really love people. I want what's best for people, and that's why like I really push for like a better education system, uh, less misinformation, because I feel like that's the only way uh, people can actually achieve their goals. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a massive issue, a lack of attention in these industries, which is leading to uh, these incredible, incredibly deci- uh, d- uh, divisive issues. If you had to name some good things about the United States, what what, what are they? Positive things. Uh, I like the economy. Um, I like the current chairman of the Fed, <laughs> Jerome Powell, Chad. Um, the no, the U.S. is I love the American culture, generally broad culture. That's America's main export. Um, the America is making some incredible advancements in technology, industry. Uh, the military is pretty advanced. I, yeah. I don't necessarily like the military, but it, it's good to have the like diplomacy. Um. Or at least insurance for diplomacy. I don't know. There's a. I. I think there's. I don't think the U.S. is the like the worst country in the world. Um, I love the. Uh, and what's the negative stuff? <laughs> negative stuff: healthcare system, education system, transportation system, infrastructure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, most important stuff. <laughs> yeah, essentially, essentially the essential. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, uh, what, what kind of music you like? You're a young guy, things like that. Oh fuck! Okay. Oh, okay. I love. Ah, oh, I I need some break from politics. I love. Um, I'm starting to get into or getting back into Pink Floyd, The Arctic Monkeys. I yeah. used to listen to a lot of that. I stopped for a while. Uh, yeah. started just listening to lo-fi because of streaming and shit. Um, I like. When I'm like studying and shit like that, I uh, usually listen to funk. Uh, it's uh, P H O N K. My SoundCloud is actually on my website, uh, so that's where like all my music is and stuff like that. Because I really do love music. Uh, music is really fun. Have you, have you ever interacted with the rap music? What do you think about that? Oh yeah, I listen to hip hop. Um, I don't listen to a lot of hip hop though. I listen to. I mean, you can probably name any hip hop artist as long as he's not like super underground. I'll probably know him. <laughs> is hip hop uh, popular in, in, in Europe and Belgium and all those countries? Uh, oh fuck! I don't know about other European countries. Portugal, 
Yeah. Uh, Portugal is a very interesting culture. I would yeah. uh, most people in Portugal, you, you'll fucking you toss a stone in a street, you'll find something, you'll hit someone that speaks English. It yeah, is like man. impossible to go so, to, or it's very very hard to go somewhere in Portugal where nobody speaks English. That only happens like the villages and shit. Uh, Portuguese people consume a lot of American culture because we don't really have our own centers for culture. Yeah. We have our history and shit like that. You know, um, I don't know. Exploration gets boring. So, uh, so yeah, we listen to a lot of um, yeah American music. We have a lot of American culture, and you speak fluent English. I mean, uh, how come you speak so so? Well, my mom and uh, my dad is Italian. My mom is African, South African, Angolan. Uh, so I've I've always had like an international background. Um, oh, my mom oh, did, uh, yeah. Your mother's African, what? Anglo, 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 Angolan. So no, no, no. She's not black. She's white. She's actually one of the whitest people you'll ever meet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So my my yeah. So my mom did like PP at Oxford. She did her masters in international relations at Johns Hopkins. So it's like they. Uh, my dad lived in like San Francisco for like twenty years. They're very international. They put me in a British school instantly. That's the first school I, went. I actually went to an American preschool and then a British school. Um, so I've always had a very international background. Because when I first saw you, you look more Hispanic. If you was here in New York City, we'll take you a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> if i went out right now i'm from brooklyn new york if i went out right now and i saw you outside in front of this grocery store i said hey, there's a Puerto Rican kid over there you know uh, <laughs> yeah i've got i've gotten that a lot yeah you're gonna get that, when you come to austin you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, a lot of people try to speak to you in spanish you know? yeah so yeah so i speak spanish portuguese italian and english how is your relationship? How is your relationship with Spain? You guys share the same culture. Fuck dude. Spain, dude. Spain yeah. is a fucking shitty ass country. Okay, their economy is in shambles. Their roads are in shambles. Spain is uh, like a disgusting country. Okay, I hate how people compare Portugal to Spain because Portugal is. Listen, I'm not nationalist. I don't care about Portugal. Okay, I don't have like a Portuguese like. Um, yeah. Portugal isn't part of my identity or whatever. But like, yeah. I, dude. <laughs> but you share the same history. You share the same history. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I've never really identified with like a nation. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Portuguese and and Spain. They said the peninsula, right? The Ivory Peninsula, isn't that? The, you guys share the same. Yeah, the uh, peninsula. Yeah, yeah. The same neighborhood. You guys from the same neighborhood. Oh fuck, Spain. Okay. But, That's, uh, why? Why, why are they like that? You think they're more corrupt or they're not efficient or what? Yes, everything, all well, of it. Well, you can think of anything bad. Spain's yeah. got it. Well, what kind of sports do you like? Ooh, I used to play rugby, basketball, volleyball. Uh, I li- I, I'm doing a lot of combat sports. So I did Taekwondo for three years and I did Muay Thai. Uh, I, I like combat sports more. I watch like UFC and shit. You know, you said everything except what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say soccer. I was thinking yesterday about you. Nope. I I fucking hate. I hate that shit. I watch. I'm, I actually watch a lot of American football. I'm a Cowboys fan. So I, I love football too. I, I, love, I love football. I used to be a baseball. You see, I used to love baseball. It's too long. It's three hours long. And, you know, <laughs> True. You know, you don't want to fucking wait three hours watching these guys you know, <laughs> spitting on the floor and all that. I used to go every day. I, I'm like, why did I waste my life all those years with those dumb games? <laughs> so I switched. To, I'm, I'm honest with you. So I switched to football about three years ago. I love it. It's more action. It's faster. You, you know, it, it's like, you know, instant gratification. Not these guys, you know, for three yeah. hours hitting foul balls all day. You know about baseball, right? <laughs> Yeah, the Yankees definitely. So you like the the, the Cowboys? I like the the Kansas City Chiefs. I I, I don't have like a, oh. a real, yeah. The only I don't like them because they're the I like the you know Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah. When I watch football, uh, uh, I watch it. I, I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. You understand what I'm saying? I, was, I, I'm I agree. Really, because I got I got all the thing uh, NFL pass anything. I spend a lot of money to watch games. I try to close my ears so I don't know the the results. I could watch them again on my own time. You know the the football games. But I love to watch the action at the end of the, at the end of the day. I don't have a loyalty. But you, you like the Cowboys, you're gonna go to Austin, so you're, you're gonna be close to home over there. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you ever feel that you're gonna have the same regret that you had for baseball when it comes to football? No, do you ever no, feel no. like in a couple of years the you're gonna be like, have, fuck? No, no, the, only thing, <laughs> the only thing I have regret, regret about football is when they get hurt. I get you know I'm, I'm a soft guy. I'm a, I'm a pussy when it comes to violence and like you said, <laughs> you know I'm a sissy when it comes to that. I don't like see. So when they get hurt, I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, they did this shit for me. They fucking break my <laughs> No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I just broke his spinal cord just for me. You know, I feel Holy guilty. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But baseball, you know, oh, 162 games. The season starts and go and go. You forget to start it. By the time they come to World Series, you're already tired. And I used to follow every dumb game. I used to watch the Yankees when they never won. For hours. I'd be yep. you know, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm like... What happened to you? Why Maybe you? you've been following the wrong team. Have you thought of that? Well, Maybe that's Yan- what baseball is boring to you. Oh, Yankees is the best, uh, the best franchise in history. They won a lot of World Series in the nineties. I, I was uh, still uh, in, in, in in fever with them. I used to go every day to the Yankee Stadium because I'm uh, not every day. You know, whenever I get uh, tickets. Yeah. But the whole idea is that, um, I, you know, uh, you know how we're all on Google, instant, we want instant information, Twitter. This we all. You don't want to spend uh, three hours, four hours, and guys just spit on the mound, playing with their balls all day and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You, know, I just like, you have a guy sometimes yeah. ten minutes hitting foul balls. What the, they got to put a time on that shit. So you know, we are time. You know, we are time driven people now. We don't have no time for that shit. But when that's you watch, why I love combat sports. Yeah, when you watch football, it's like a war. It's a plan. Every foot counts. Every down counts. Uh, you have to know how to outmaneuver. You have to defend. You have to, do, you know, there's, it's like, you know, there's, there's a, a war mentality to it. You know what I'm saying? You might like rugby more because rugby does not stop. If you fall to the ground, you better pick the ball up because otherwise you are going to be fucked. I think rugby, they, they, they do beat up on each other and stuff like that, right? Uh, is it the yeah. horse? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, it's the horses, you mean? No, no, there's another game. That's where they run into each other like football, right? With the, is that yeah, it? Yeah, it's rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I will like that. The only, the only games I can never learn is cricket and fucking golf. <laughs> oh my god, I played so much golf. Holy uh, shit! <laughs> yeah. I, 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 can, I cannot understand the learning. You know, I, I graduated. I, it's, it's horrible. Fuck I graduated golf. from a university and everything. I cannot. I, what the fuck they doing? They just run around from hole to hole. I don't know what the hell they doing. I'm like, what the fuck? We got time for that? You know. Uh, I think this is when you get old and you don't have no, you know, you're sexually suppressed. You just play golf after a while, I guess. You understand? <laughs> True. True. That's yeah, a yeah. very big yeah, mistake. You have no more life. So uh, uh, what do you do when you go out? Do you, I mean, I, the reason I'm acting with you young, I'm like, what do you do? I mean, what do you like? Do you go out dancing? Um, Are you more of a nerd? Oh. Listen, okay. It's very hard. I'm 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I hate I hate saying this, but You're I I, I no, I don't do what seventeen year olds do. Okay, I hate clubbing. I I don't like screaming yeah. at people to try to talk to them. I I I hate like 
No, I like parties. I, 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 I love parties. I just I just hate clubs. So I don't go to clubs. And a lot of people are starting to get into their club phases, especially at this age, which is kind of annoying. I'm more of like a sit down, roll a joint, smoke a little bit, be happy. Yeah, no, but I, I could tell you're more grounded. Because uh, when, when I was watching you in the interviews and, and your channel and you're talking about stuff like um, – Adult stuff, you understand? Like people who are on their 30, they, you, you know, intellectual stuff. That's what I'm trying to say. Because a, a 70 year old American doesn't give a fuck. He only eats McDonald's and mash debates all day and watch porn all <laughs> Stop. That's exactly what I do, okay? Except I also do politics. There's literally a McDonald's bag. If I move my camera, there's literally a McDonald's bag in the corner of my room. Oh, okay. Oh, listen, time. you do that plus politics and fantastic we- life, best life in the world. Were you ever bullied as a kid, as a young kid? No, uh, I've always been. Uh, okay, maybe I wasn't always the most attractive, but uh, yeah, I've never been insecure about like looks and stuff like that. Uh, definitely about personality up until recently. Um, but no, I was never really bullied. I I <laughs> I had a musically account, so I, I'm actually like, if if you search up my name, like my TikTok will come up first. I've like. To, I had 200k, I have like 170, I think, k now yeah. um, on TikTok. But um, I had Musically before that, and I had like 4,000 followers. My name was Smazin. And a lot of, uh, especially guys at my school, um, would make fun. But like, I don't really care, right? Yeah. They're mad I get more bitches than them. So. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you something. When I grew up, I, I used to get bullied by a kid named Lorenzo. You know that, right? <laughs> it was me, actually. Uh, uh, you know when I saw that name, oh no, this kid Lorenzo was my nightmare. Like the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. What he used to do is he used to beat us all up for our uh, ice cream money, like uh, we were in the park, and he's have a big German uh, shepherd dog, and he used to bring it to the park and make it chase us. And, and chase Holy us. shit! And I would jump on the gate, and that dog would stay down there for ten minutes just to punish us each one of us. I said, God damn, Lorenzo's going to chase me again, even on uh, YouTube. I'll find you. (laughs) No, I've always always been big. I've always been, like, the tallest person in my class. Nobody's ever, like... He's six feet yeah. two, so you must have been told me that, uh, right? Six two, six feet three or six yeah, two? Yeah, I'm, I'm six two. Uh, and Portuguese uh, dudes are, are pretty short. So yeah, you yeah. can imagine... You can big imagine guy. That. I was bullied a lot when I was uh, growing up in the United States because uh, when I first came here, I came here, I was nine years old. I didn't know where I belonged on the spectrum of things, like the, the politics of the, the school lunchroom, because I'm talking about a while back, so... I don't know, I was supposed to sit with the idiots, with the slows, with the retarders. So we always had this a bunch of idiots where the, the, the misfits, we always sit in a certain area uh, of the lunchroom. And the the, the the shads, whatever you want to call it, they walk around, they smack us in the back of the head, or they take a hamburger and things like that. So, we you know, never had a click system like that. Oh, man, we, we get bullies in our school. Now, now they're talking about it, right? Before, nobody knew what bullying was, but we used to get bullied. I used to hate going to school just because of the bullies in school. You know, they make your life miserable, you know? Yeah, that's fucked. Like I said, and I'm a sissy. I'm not a fighter, so I, you know, I just take a beat and I go home. Every time. Yeah, the the like someone in chat said the click shit is very American. I I don't see the that click shit in Europe. I don't see like the cool kids and stuff like that. Maybe sometimes like you have like friend groups that have um like I guess like the people like play basketball and the people who like rather like sit in the library and read. But we never had like bullying. At least I, I haven't experienced it. I haven't seen anyone experience it. Some people might. I don't know. So what do you want to do when you get older? 
Uh, I've always loved entertainment. I just I, I I love the idea of um helping other people. I like making other people happy. Uh, and I can do that via entertainment. I feel like I'm a pretty entertaining guy. I feel like I can be funny and stuff like that. I can also help uh, people, especially like you know curb this misinformation, but also like social things. Um, I was actually, it's funny. I I kind of started straight. You know who Doctor K is? No. There's a guy called Doctor K, and yeah. he's a streamer. Uh, he also posts YouTube videos, and he's a psychiatrist. Right. Um, and he's like really fucking good. And he's actually what kind of inspired me to start streaming. Uh, um, I was I was watching his shit, and I was like, hey, I, I like the idea of uh, reaching out and helping other people. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, uh, so your stand-up comedy is good, though. <laughs> I I've never practiced stand-up comedy. I've never tried stand-up comedy. But listen, hey, maybe if you give me a stage, I might, yeah, I might but, be able to pull something yeah. off. Is yeah, I watch you. I don't ever met you before, but I felt this energy coming out of me, like uh, that burst, like you're energetic, you're young and, and fresh. You know, the way you talk, uh, I could watch you just being quiet. I was watching you in your uh, Twitch the other day. You wasn't saying anything. I'm like this, you know, watching. What, what are you going to talk? <laughs> you understand? Uh, I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you understand? But, I, you know, I, I, I watch you a lot, and I think you're a good kid, and I, I wish you a lot of luck. So do you, you want so much. What do you want to do? So do make a statement like whether people can find you and Oh absolutely. Uh oh, this is a good time to plug up my website too, chat. Okay. Okay. I have the website working now, which is great. If you go to I don't know if you have a chat, so I'm just gonna put these links here. Um I have a new website. All of my links are there. You can find my Twitch there, you can find everything there. Um nefarious.live. Uh, now with my own fucking domain. Look at that chat. Um, yeah. That Christmas money came in handy. And we also... So yeah, you, there's my stream. You can find my positions on like a myriad of like uh, topics. You can find my like ph- philosophy. I'm very into philosophy too. Um, yeah. You can find my stream, uh, latest uploads. Uh, there's like a little about me section, which I'm actually ab- about to update as soon as we end, end this interview. Yeah. And music and shit there. It's a fantastic place. Okay, Make sure you visit that. Um or find me on Twitch under the name of Nefarious P. I am trying to hunt for the name Nefarious because there's an inactive fucking name or a fucking dude called Nefarious. He doesn't view any ch- like I contact the Twitch. I say it's an inactive channel, but it can only add them to the poll of names in six months. So I'm stuck with Nefarious P right now, but uh, maybe that will change in the future. No problem. Okay, thank you for coming. I want you to come back again, and I wish you a lot Thanks of luck. So much, and I really, really enjoyed your conversation, okay? Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Until we meet next time. Take care, Nefarious. Bye-bye. See you. See you. Take care.